It is time to start previewing the Metropolitan Division as the NHL season is right around the corner. It's going to be here before you know it, folks. And we sit down with Jay from Locked on Blue Jackets to talk about the Hurricanes and how they are going to stack up against the Columbus Blue Jackets in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you're following the show along on the socials at LO underscore Hurricanes and subscribed over on YouTube. And thank you, as always, for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of this Thursday evening, folks. And it's time to start looking around the division at other teams and how the Hurricanes are going to be stacking up against them. Because before we know it, preseason's going to be here. It's already mid-August before we know it. Training camp is going to be starting preseason. And then before we know it, the regular season is going to be here. And I sat down with uh, Locked On Blue Jackets too discuss with them the Carolina Hurricanes and how they will be affecting the Columbus Blue Jackets this year in the Metro Division. So enjoy, folks. We're starting off our Metropolitan matchup here with uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, Some little off-mic talk. Uh, Hayden and I were discussing who should be the first team and Hayden was like probably someone that we don't have a lot of beef with uh to keep things you know kind of copacetic and 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 friendly here on uh, mm-hmm. on locked on blue jackets we've got Jared Ellis one half of locked on hurricanes uh and he's going to tell us how the heck the hurricanes got better somehow they were real good last season uh won the metro division probably going to do it again this season and they just keep on they keep on getting better and i don't understand it um but maybe after this episode uh, i will understand it a little bit more um so let's let's start off the Carolina hurricanes added a bunch of pieces this offseason mm-hmm. um they got rid of a couple of guys but what do you think the biggest offseason move has been for the hurricanes there's a couple that come to mind honestly uh obviously locking up aho long term yeah that's great yeah that secures your long-term future you got your face of the franchise locked up so that's really big as well the dimitri orlov signing that was also really really big their blue line was already absolutely stacked (laughs) as is and the fact that you went out and got the best defenseman on the free agent market and the fact that you added him is crazy and though i don't think it will happen at this point uh the fact that they are still reportedly in on eric carlson as well and that can just get even better it's crazy to think about 
there. The Michael Bunting signing, that's that one is also going to be fun to see how that pans out as well. Definitely adding some grit there. And yeah, it's been a very busy offseason for the Hurricanes. And of course, locking up both of the goalies uh, again, getting that situation sorted. Hey, man, um, Jared, when mm-hmm. when the Carolina Hurricanes won three straight division titles, I think it just it just shocked me, by the way, reminding myself that that the Hurricanes have won three in a row and now have elevated themselves to year in, year out, being talked about as a Stanley Cup contender. It's been um, quite the fun ride for that organization. But what in your mind, Jared, is the biggest contributor to getting these Carolina Hurricanes to being at that status where they are talked about year in, year out as a Stanley Cup contender. What is it, Rod Brindamore? Is it Sebastian Ajo? What is it that has gotten the team to this point? Oh, man, it, I definitely can't pin it down to one thing. Uh, that's for sure, because so much had to go right for this because they were so bad for so long. Uh, and I definitely that's like at all. Right. <laughs> I definitely think the team getting sold uh, was big in just getting it going on that path, uh, getting Carmanos out as owner, getting uh, Ron Francis out as GM and putting some folks in there that are that want to make this team a contender, have another Stanley Cup banner in the rafters have more division title banners have all of this stuff so you know you have you know, the office the front office side of things you know uh, those guys want this team to be good and then having rod brandamore be your head coach and just creating a real winning culture and turning things around not being uh satisfied with the status quo not being satisfied you know at 500 or you know not being satisfied you know with just being you know uh oh you know playoff bubble team you know like no we're winning the division and we're going to make playoffs year in and year out and then also the way they've built their roster over the course of these years drafting really really well you mentioned sebastian aho absolute steal in the second round back when they drafted him moving up for Andre Svechnikov, getting Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci. You know, they've drafted really, really well, and they have really invested in these guys that they're homegrown talent, essentially. And then they also, especially in recent years, they're they're willing to go out and go after big name guys. Whereas old ownership, that was not the case at all. No one wanted to come here. Uh and yeah, you, I got the roster up over here. You look at guys they've added, you know, whether it be in free agency trade, you know, uh, you have uh, Frederick Anderson uh, getting your franchise goalie for right now, getting Brent Burns, already mentioned Dmitry Orlov, you know, getting these guys. And, you know, of course, you know, we've had fo- folks that have since, you know, left like Max Pacioretty. You know, he was a guy yet yeah, didn't pan out. But it was one at the time when that trade was moved. It was like, holy crap. You know, they're really going all in. So it's just been a perfect storm of what's gotten them to this point. Yeah, for sure. The Hurricanes, I think, are one of those teams that 
are never flashy with what they do. Mm-hmm. And then you turn around and you're like, oh, they are leading the league in literally every metric, every kind of mm-hmm. fancy stat. Like you have these guys, like you said, that you pick up in the second and third rounds that turn into these stars. Like, and I feel like the Hurricanes did it again this season. They had a really, really strong draft despite mm-hmm. picking what was their first pick? Like 28th, 27th, 28th, 28th or 29th, somewhere yeah. in there. You know, and the guy they picked was was a really good pick. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to talk a little bit about kind of that consistent, be, be, being a contender consistently. Obviously, the Carolina Hurricanes have made the Eastern Conference finals three years in a row and have won zero games in, in those three years. Like, how do you avoid that happening again? Because yeah. you think after the first two, you're like, this can't possibly happen again. And then florida decided to do florida things like how do mm-hmm. you how do you go into how do you go into this season and like right if we make the eastern conference final what do we have to do to stop that happening again yeah that's a that's a really interesting question um because you know it wasn't that they were you know a hundred percent terrible their goaltending freddie anderson he was great their defense it was great. It was their offense that just dried up completely like a dried up Thanksgiving Turkey. It was, it was just terrible. And all right, folks, football season is about to kick off. It's going to be here before we know it. And that's going to hold us over till hockey season gets here. And FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. So if you're a fan of a team that's projected to win a lot, you know, there you go. You may be winning some bonus bets, but we never know how that's going to go down. So just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. So if your favorite team is the Chiefs like Andrew, if it's the Patriots like me, or if it's the Jaguars, if it's the Panthers, if it's the Packers, whatever, you can bet on them to win that Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. And you can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over unders, and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. That is something that has plagued them throughout just these past few years of playoff success. Of you know, they can get the goals in the regular season, but p- come playoff time, they start to dry up. So I think you know when it comes to playoff time, whether it be first round, second round, conference final, Stanley Cup final, they just need their offense to show up. It and it, because they are so s- solid in the other categories, you know, penalty killing as well, power play. Kind of hit and miss, but yeah, that kind of goes in tandem, yeah, with offense there of getting that just going and just be a threat, you know, even if it's not, you know, scoring, you know, on every uh, attempt or anything like that, just looking like a threat and getting those chances. That's going to be really big for them come playoff time is just having the offense show up. We were talking about, you know, do they go out, you know, get a goal scorer? You know, there's a lot of talk about Vladimir Tarasenko coming here. 
didn't end up happening. And you do have the pieces here already that can do it. You know, with Sebastian Ajo, he can totally do it. Andre Svechnikov, he can totally do it. I think he honestly could have been a real big difference maker in that conference final had he been healthy because you know he was he had an all-star level season uh his first one so he could totally do it seth jarvis he's another guy that he's continuing to get better year after year after year uh martin natchez another guy they have guys that can do it but they haven't done it yet which is why i think myself Andrew and other Hurricanes fans are, you know, wanting them to go out and get that elite level goal score. Jared, what what do the Carolina Hurricanes have to do to lock up a fourth division title in a row? It would be the third straight Metropolitan. They won the Central Division mm-hmm. back in the world's COVID. I'm still 100% counting that as a Metro win. Um, yeah. They've won three straight. What what do they got to do to win a fourth straight division title? Is that does that even matter? What are some of the biggest threats in the Metro that you see as a Canes fan? Because as a Blue Jackets fan, we look at the Metropolitan Division and we're like, oh, this kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. But as a Canes fan, you you know have a little less competition than that. Um, but who are who is the biggest threat uh, from knocking the Canes off that Metro uh, throne? So as of right now, I definitely think New Jersey is the biggest threat. They were on the Hurricanes heels for the large majority of last season. They very well could have won it uh, had things, you know, had a couple games gone a little bit differently for both teams. So I definitely think New Jersey is definitely the biggest threat to the Hurricanes right now uh, before the season starts. Obviously, anything can happen once the season starts going. You, know, you never know. Blue Jackets could go on a run. You just never know. Um, but I think, you know, for them to get that fourth straight division title, I, I think that they would kind of, I don't want it to sound like a cop-out answer, but really just more the same. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, you know, they're doing everything right right now with just those uh maybe needing a little bit more firepower and offense and the power play to be a bit more consistent. Those are really the only two things. And I think that will really help them lock up the Metro and make that push, you know, to get them past the conference finals and into the Stanley cup final again, potentially raise another Stanley cup banner. Yeah, for sure. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the prospects. We were talking about this a little bit before we started uh, recording, Mm -hmm. but obviously the Charlotte Checkers now belong to the Panthers and Mm -hmm. the Chicago Wolves have decided to go independent. So as far as I'm aware, the Hurricanes don't currently have an AHL affiliate, um, which then gets super interesting because what do you do with your guys that are kind of on the bubble and your guys that maybe are not quite NHL ready but have aged out of juniors um Mm -hmm. one of the guys that I'm really interested in is uh, Pyotr Kochekov who uh I thought was fantastic this Mm -hmm. season um killed it with the Wolves basically anytime he was on the ice um is still waivers eligible so you know when they went out and re-signed both Anderson and Ranta I was like oh okay they'll just send Kochekov down um, but they're not going to do that. So, like, what what mm-hmm. what are they going to do now with their young guys? 
and their third goalie? Are they just going to run with a bunch of extra bodies? Are they going to loan them out? Like, what's, what's it's going to be really, really interesting, Jay, because we haven't heard a whole lot on this front. It's been a lot of speculation. Uh, of trying to figure out what's going to happen. I know guys that are able to go over to Europe and play, that's going to happen. They're going to get loaned over there. But as far as guys that can't do that, uh, I would imagine they're just going to try to, they may run with uh, a few extra guys uh, during the season. I think that is probably what's going to happen in the goalie situation of them just running with three goalies. Uh, I think everyone's kind of in agreement on that. If That's just what's going to happen there. Uh, and I do, it, it's weird uh, because we've seen them do that before back in that COVID season when they won the uh, Central, when they ran with uh, Mrazek, Reimer, and uh, Nadelkovic, when they ran with all three of those guys. And at times it worked, but also at times it didn't. So that's going to be interesting to see how it goes this year. But as far as you know, some of the other guys, I would imagine they're just going to, they're really just going to try to have to figure out something with, you know, some eight, possibly multiple AHL teams are just, okay, we'll send this guy here, that guy there, and, and just go with that. Uh, another thing we had talked about uh, would potentially be doing a shared AHL affiliate. I remember they did that with Chicago uh, in Nashville a few years ago. I could see that potentially happening if they absolutely have to, as far as what team. I don't know. Obviously, I'd like Charlotte again because, you know, they were the AHL affiliate for forever. And the fact that that just ended up going away, that still sucks. I know a lot of longtime fans are still salty about that. Uh, but I would like that one. But ultimately, we're just going to have to wait and see on this. It, it's just one of those things that we can speculate all day long, but we just got to wait for it to happen. Uh, and or for there to be some news to come out or, or something. But yeah, not a whole lot there. I think it's just going to be multiple franchises of this guy going here and that guy going there. At least for this season. Maybe next we season start, they get one, but we'll see. We started off the show talking about just the great job the Hurricanes did in the offseason, bringing in Michael Bunting, bringing in Dmitry Orlov. Canes have definitely seemingly reloaded and are ready to make another cup run. But I just got to ask you why I got you here, Jared. Is there anything the Canes didn't do in the offseason you would have liked to seen them do? Is there something they did do that you wish? Is there anything about this offseason you'd change or do differently to this point? Yeah, uh, as far as, you know, things I wish they did differently. You know, th there's a few things. One of them we won't get into. Um, but I, I still wish they did go out and get that goal score, you know, whether it been Vladimir Tarasenko or, or whoever else make the trade for Elias Lindholm or, or whatever it may be. I still wish they did that. Bring Nino Niederreiter home. Uh, you know, that would be great, but you know, bring, just that goal scoring, get that extra little push on offense. Yeah. You know, like I said, you know, they have guys here that can do it. It's just they haven't gotten there yet. They're, they're continuing to make steps in the right direction, but they haven't gotten there yet. And, you know, that's been the issue these past few playoffs of offense drying up then. And that's really my big thing. Max Patrady, that was he was supposed to be it. Just didn't pan out. It is what it is. 
no hard feelings there. Not his fault. But that was my main thing of just wishing they loaded up a bit more on offense. I feel like the Hurricanes are kind of in a little bit of a similar boat as the Blue Jackets are um, in terms of like getting guys back. Obviously, the Blue Jackets were super, super injured last mm-hmm. season. And so a lot of people are looking at them like, well, they didn't do anything this offseason besides add Ivan Provorov and Damon Severson. But like mm-hmm. a lot of people are forgetting that they're getting Zach Wierenski back, you know? And I feel like it's almost a similar thing in Carolina mm-hmm. of um, you lost Andre Svechnikov before the playoffs yep. even started, right? Mm-hmm. So like you get him back, he's healthy. Like mm-hmm. he could be that 40 goal scorer that I know um, my, my, my one friend who is a Hurricanes fan has been asking for the Hurricanes to go out and get a 40-goal scorer for, you know, the last six months. But mm-hmm. Sveshnikov could be that guy. So mm-hmm. it, having him back, I think, will probably yeah. really, really help. Especially, you said earlier, you know, with the um, playing the Panthers and the, the offense just dried up. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. you were, you're missing a guy like Sveshnikov, who is a game changer, you know? Mm-hmm. Um Yep, and, and I think Aho he can also be that forty goal scorer. He's gotten to kind of that threshold, like the thirty seven, thirty eight. But you know, he misses a few games, so like, had he played those, boom, you know, he hits it. Or I also believe the COVID uh, shortened season, he was on track to hit it, but you know, season got cut short. Yeah. So yeah, the Sveshnikov, hundred percent, him getting back, Aho, yeah, those guys they can hundred percent be forty goal scorers. Yeah, let's let's finish up with a couple of, of uh, fun predictions slash hot takes, I guess, depending on where you go with this. Um, who's your pick to be the MVP for the Carolina Hurricanes this season? This season? Oh, let me look at the roster. Who do we have? Because I will definitely say last year, it would be a toss-up between Jacob Slavin and Andre Sveshnikov. Um you know, Svetch, he pulled such a large load in the regular season. You really saw just how valuable he was when he wasn't there. And Jacob Slavin just being Jacob Slavin, best defensive defenseman in the game. Right, so, maybe the most underrated defenseman in mm-hmm. in the NHL. Yeah. And, and he's not flashy, so yeah, that's why he doesn't get all the headlines. He doesn't rack up a bunch of points. Yeah, so... You know, he should be in the Norris conversation, but he doesn't score a lot of points. So uh, honestly, I think that's who I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Jacob Slavin because, man, that dude, he just pulls a such a massive load for this team. And, you know, he does everything right out there. And he's not flashy. Like I said, he's just, oh, I'm going to move my stick here and you're not going to be able to get by. And, you know, oh, I'm just going to lay this guy out. And he is absolutely phenomenal uh, at what he does. And, you know, he is he's going to get a fat payday next offseason when his extension comes due. And he is the backbone and the glue that holds that blue line together. And when he's not there, you really, really see it. In the past, you know, when he's been paired with guys that aren't the best defensively, you know, you don't really see it sometimes because of just how good he covers that stuff up. And it, it's just amazing just how much he does for this team. So I think preseason right now, I'm going to go with Jacob Slavin. 
that can 100% change as the season goes on. Someone can break out and, you know, have a crazy good season. And so you you never know. But preseason MVP, I'm going with Jacob Slavin. All right. Uh, another fun one here. I'm not going to let you take the Canes. I'm not going to take the Blue Jackets in this one. Uh, who do you got winning the cup this year? You want to take a you want to, you know, take a shot and uh, oh, see. pick the cup winner for 2023, 2024? Yeah, sure. Uh, obviously, yeah, it's not an official answer, but, you know, of course, I'd say the Canes, but can't say them. Um, I. Oh, man. I'm going to get some crap for this. <laughs> it's tough. I'm going to because it's a Metro team. I'm going to say the Devils. <laughs> I think they can do it. They are a good team. They they are a good team. And, you know, they, they had a lot of – those guys last year where they didn't have a lot of experience you know, in the playoffs – now getting that and the fact that they've continued to load up and just get better. And they're young guys. Very much like the Hurricanes, they're another year older. And they have this playoff experience. They're going to have another season under their belt. I think they could do it. I really, really do. Um, I'd like to see the Kraken as well. I think everyone would kind of like to see them. because that would be really really cool out there you know vegas just won you know that was fun for them uh obviously i always kind of gotta even though i don't think they'll win it i gotta throw out the abs just because i got family out there i don't think they'll win the cup but you know gotta at least mention them yeah for sure big time hurt last year the abs i felt like i i feel like everybody expected them to come out maybe try to go back to back and they just were slow injured so yeah, that's a good pick out of you for sure. And then the yeah, Devils, they missed, of the Devils, yeah, the Devils again. They they were really good last season, and they got better. Mm-hmm. And it's unfair, you know. Yeah, I really a, think they can do it. Pain and I know when Trey hears this, my DMs <laughs> are going to get blown up. Uh, but yeah, I really do think yeah, you know, outside of the Hurricanes, I really think that the Devils could really make a run. Well, we'll see how the Blue Jackets and the Hurricanes do against each other next season. I don't know that the Blue Jackets won a game against the Hurricanes this season. They maybe won one. Uh, hopefully they'll win more than that. But if people want to, you know, catch up with the Hurricanes, um, I don't think you guys have any Blue Jackets alumni for us to catch up with. Um, but if people want to learn a little bit more about Carolina Hurricanes, um, if they want to learn about what the best kind of barbecue is, uh, where can people find you and your show? Yeah, you can find the show over on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes. You can find myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. He's not here, but you can find my co-host on Twitter at schnitt 53 And we're also over on YouTube at Locked on Hurricanes. We just passed the 600 subscriber mark. So here's to the next 600 and go smash that subscribe button over there. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed that conversation that I had with Locked on Blue Jackets. It was a lot of fun to talk the Carolina Hurricanes with them, and we are going to be continue to dive to continue diving into the Metro 
teams and how they're going to be stacking up against the Hurricanes over the coming weeks. We're going to talk about the Blue Jackets again. Me and Andrew, we're also going to talk about the Capitals, the Rangers, the Islanders, the Devils. We're going to talk about everyone, folks. So make sure you are following along at LO underscore Hurricanes, myself at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And of course, follow Andrew as well at a schnitt 53. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode.